0: now enjoy today's podcast.
1: So let's start off with Bible prophecy as we should. Uh, we're just living in the dispensation of time now where <laughs> you can't escape it. Prophecy has been fulfilled all the time and there's a lot that's taking place but it's you can see the end times as puzzle pieces. And there's a prophecy on this side that's been fulfilled, but there's another prophecy on that side that's been fulfilled, and then there's another prophecy on that side that's been fulfilled. But when you put it all together, you can see all of these things are happening at the same time collectively. One of the prophecies from the New Testament, and we've spoken about this before, is called the Great Apostasy. All right. Now, that is not an everyday word that we use in our everyday language. Okay. And it just simply means this the great falling away, which is taking place right now. So you're going to see a lot of Christians fall away. Here's my question to you Does that mean that they are right and the gospel is fake? No. No, it does not mean that. Does it mean that the gospel is weak and God is weak and that's why these people are falling away? Not
2: at all.
1: No, it doesn't mean that. It just means the pressures of this world got to them. And they could not overcome the pressure, you see. And that is where we are right now. So, unfortunately, we're in a time where I am forced to speak very boldly and say some things and and preach messages that people don't want to hear. But it is really for the saving of your soul. So, I think it was last year when the Lord spoke to me, and He talks to me. Let's actually go to the book of Hebrews, and I want to read this to you. Hebrews chapter 13.
2: Which translation?
1: We can... King James, New King James... Okay, Hebrews 13 and verse 17. Are you guys there? Yes, Yes. amen. All right. Obey those who rule over you and be submissive. Now, this is not talking about the government. This is talking about the church. Yes. This is talking about the fivefold ministry. We don't talk about this enough. But... If you are not called into the fivefold ministry, and even if you are called into the fivefold ministry, you should respect the elders of the church. Mm -hmm. You should have respect to the the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, and the teacher. Now, why is that, number one? It's very simple, because if you respect them, you respect Him who Mm -hmm. sent them. It's that simple. Remember, Jesus In the Gospels, he said, if you don't receive me, you don't receive him that sent me. The Pharisees didn't believe Jesus was the Messiah. Did that make them right and Jesus wrong? No, it didn't. God still sent Jesus Mm -hmm. and they still rejected Jesus. So they were still in the wrong and one man was right. And this is so, so, so pivotal. God is not going to come down here. You know, you get people, I don't need to listen to those ministers. I've got God and my Bible and I have church in my room. I've heard that so many times. Let me tell you something right now. You are going against God's system. End of story. That's it. Because God set in place in the church, first Jesus, the head of the church, Then the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, and the teacher. And underneath that is the church. And underneath that is the world. Mm -hmm. That's how it works. Okay? So you should respect and revere the minister because God sent that minister. God is working through that minister. God's not going to come to you by himself and manifest in your bedroom and talk to you. See? So,
2: yeah, I know. Like the world um, hates laws, especially where we are now. Like everyone is going up against like all, all the rules. You can see, like yes. even even the cops don't even obey the laws of the land. Um, yes, the the taxis, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, like people hate rules, and uh, with with God, there's always laws. Yeah, there's always um, a system. You know, and uh, even in marriage, there's a system over there. In in ministry, there's a system over there. Uh, in, in companies there's a system over there. Yeah. And, like I, I worked in places where people didn't respect their, their bosses and everyone wants to throw the rules to to the curb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and you can never prosper when you go against God's laws. No, you can't.
0: You know? And that's what they're saying, the end of the day in the end days, the biggest problem that we're gonna have is lawlessness. Yes. And that's exactly what's happening at the moment.
1: Mm. Okay. Obey those who rule over you and be submissive. For they watch out for your souls as those who must give account. Not might give account. We must Megan and myself are called into the fivefold ministry. Andrew, as well, is called into the fivefold ministry. We have to give an account for what? For your souls. We must answer for that. As though, okay, as those who must give account, let them do so with joy. Who's let them? No, you people you must what? Be submissive with joy. Why? And not with grief, for that would be unprofitable for you. Now, there are times, you, you got to understand, if I hear something from heaven, not everything is going to be about roses and pretty flowers and amazing Uh, prophecies yeah, and blessings and so forth. It's not going to be like that. Why? Because we live in a fallen world. We live in a world that has a devil. That devil is after you. I think this is something that the church just does not seem to register with. Mm. And they brush it off as if it's nothing. If you don't understand your enemy, he can come for you and he'll sideswipe you and you'll be gone. I'm not telling you to be afraid of Satan, but I am telling you, you must know your enemy. What is a good trademark of Satan? He is subtle. That's what God tells us right in the book of Genesis. He says, this is God talking. Hello, God. There's no one higher than him. If God says Satan is subtle, who are you to say he won't be subtle to me? That's pride. You understand? Mm -hmm. If God says Satan is subtle, Satan is subtle. End of story. Mm -hmm. You've got no business challenging the Lord on that. Mm -hmm. Because why? The Lord's been around a lot longer than what you have, Mm -hmm. and so has Satan. We still... Not after the that's, that's my best of records. Okay, we're still wet beyond the ears. We don't have that experience. We're talking about a devil that quoted Scripture to Jesus. There's some Christians, and unfortunately a lot of Christians, that don't know Scripture. So can you imagine? Watch this. Thank you, Lord. That's really good. The Lord just reminded me of another scripture now as well. Satan likes to appear as an angel of light. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: That's what he does. And I've seen Christians fall for it, hook, line, and sinker. Now watch this. God calls him subtle in the Garden of Eden. Okay, What is the word subtle for those who don't know? Let me break it down. A good dictionary definition of subtle means to be elusive. Okay? Means hard to catch. So what does that mean? In most cases, he's getting away with it. I mean, if we look at our government, money comes into the country and it disappears. And it's hard to catch them. You don't know who it is. It's just disappeared. Yeah. That's a good example. Now let's fast forward all the way to the book of Revelation. Again, God is talking about Satan. And he calls him the great deceiver. <coughs> mm. The great deceiver. So in the book of Genesis, he's called subtle Elusive, hard to catch. And in the book of Revelation, he is the great deceiver. So, trust me, if you are deceived, you don't even know it. Thank you, Lord, the Lord's helping me. here. In the Garden of Eden, Adam could see. But the scripture says Eve was deceived. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: She didn't even know what was happening. Mm-hmm. So can she be blamed for that? No. You gotta remember, God is a righteous judge. So Adam's held responsible for that. Mm-hmm. You understand? Mm-hmm. Now what am I saying? I'm saying. We are living here in this earth. God calls us soldiers. Why would He call you a soldier if everything is hunky dory We go
2: to war.
1: Why does He tell us we're supposed to be wearing the whole armor of God? Mm. I don't know if you guys read my post earlier, but the Scripture talks about you got to put on The whole armor of God. Because you got Hamas, spiritual Hamas attacking you. And God makes sure that you get suited up. You are well covered. It talks about the helmet of salvation. It talks about the breastplate of righteousness. It talks about your loins girt about with the truth. And your feet shod with the gospel of peace. And then it talks about this it talks about the shield of faith. Mm. What's that shield for? To quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. See, he's taking shots at you.
0: Yes.
1: And Christians are living in this oblivious world and thinking, Why must he attack me? And then God gives you the sword mm. of the spirit. Not a physical sword, no, the sword of the Spirit. Let me finish off that verse. He says, which is the Word of God. Now you understand why Megan or myself keep posting, read your Bible, read your Bible. What we're actually telling you to do is pick up your sword. That's what we're telling you to do.
2: Because you have to fight the good fight of you got
1: to fight the good fight of faith. Thank you, Andrew.
0: And isn't that what the Lord told you when you had experienced years ago um, that anxiety? The Lord took you to the Word. That's it.
2: And He prepared you for battle with yes. Scripture. And we wrestle not against flesh and blood. We
1: don't wrestle yes. against flesh and bu- blood, but we wrestle against principalities. Mm-hmm.
0: Would the Lord say to me, train up an army of godly women? That's why it. would he say? He didn't say a tea party. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't.
1: Yeah. So what am I saying? Am I glorifying the devil? No. But what I'm saying is don't live in this world where, uh, it's just the devil, we don't have to pay no attention to him. Why's why is God telling you that you gotta have a shield then? Mm-hmm. Huh? Now if you look, especially in the New Testament, especially in the New Testament, I mean, if we look in the Gospels, we see how Jesus, when he walked there, he had resistance. Mm. Who was his resistance? The devil. The devil. People say the Pharisees. Uh-uh, you've got to look deeper than that. Mm. The Pharisees were being used by the devil.
0: Yeah.
1: Satan himself came to Test jesus out in the wilderness and then when he went back into town satan had a whole army of children and they attacked him now if you and i'm talking about the pharisees frank a whole army of children talk about the pharisees the sadducees and um, they said you see (laughs) (laughs) okay so Everywhere Jesus went, he was preaching the gospel, but he had resistance all the time. Now, if you were a carnal Christian, I'm just saying there were no Christians yet. But if you were a carnal Christian in that day and you had to walk around with him and just say, "Yeah, know, this has got a lot of bad luck. Eh? <laughs> That's because you would not because watch this. Satan is subtle. He's hard to catch Mm. he's deceptive so you're not going to think about satan straight away you see so unfortunately you're going to be deceived now we've got the pleasure and the privilege of having everything explained to us and exposed to us because that's how god is god shows he shines the light on everything he doesn't hold anything back and he tells us what was happening behind the scenes. But we know even right up to the crucifixion, there were devils stirring up the Jews to kill Jesus. Yeah. Oh where's that, brother? I didn't see that in the gospels. Go and read First Corinthians. It said, if if they knew that, the principalities, who who's he now talking about? I thought it was Pharisees. I thought it was Sadducees he's talking about that crucified Jesus. I thought it was the, the priests. Of the temple that crucified Jesus, no. It said if the principalities and the powers knew what God was really up to, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Yes. So now we know who was behind Jesus' crucifixion. Yes, it was a setup and, and it was for our benefit. We know that. But what I am saying to you is... Be very alert and aware of the devil. Now, after the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, we see how the disciples had to carry on the legacy of Jesus. He was starting the church up. And now, the disciples had to carry on, and they had to help build the kingdom. Okay, Do you remember... The hardships they had? Who do you think was behind that? They were persecuting Christians, pulling them out by by their homes and so forth, wanting to take them back to Jerusalem. There were disciples that lost their lives because of this. There were times where the Apostle Paul said, I have desired to come and see you to a church that he started. He said, but Satan prevented me. So you can see how aggressive and crazy this devil really is. The scripture calls him the enemy of our soul.
0: I've got another scripture for you. It says, be alert and sober of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour.
1: Yeah. So why am I talking about this? Because this is in relation to the great apostasy. The people are falling away. Yeah. Who do you think is behind that? Mm. We've got to be alert. Now, I believe it was late last year, the Lord said, the people who are in this ministry and partnership in this ministry, they must follow us in faith and we're going to help them come into their Canaan land. Okay, They're going to come into the land flowing with milk and honey. That's, that's always God's heart. It's always His desire for you. But He said this, If you don't listen, you're going to die out in the desert. Okay, And unfortunately, the Lord started speaking to me about people and told me, and I'm open about it on the group, and I've said, there's one of you Satan is after. I remember that. And people think I'm just being hard. They think I'm being super religious until it actually happens. I'm going back to Hebrews 13, verse 17. Obey those who rule over you and be submissive. For they watch out for your souls. That's why we do these things. We are watching out for your soul. Satan is hungry for you. As those who must give account. Let them do so with joy and not with grief. For that would be unprofitable for you. Now, you've got to understand something. What is, what is your role in all of this? Well, you know, there's some, like I said, there are some messages that I'm going to preach that are going to be hard. But you've got to understand they don't come from me. They come from the Spirit of God. And they come from the Spirit of God because we are not living in heaven right now. These messages, these hard messages I'm talking about, some of them are difficult and you might not like some of them. But they don't come from me. They come from the Spirit of God. And the reason why is we're not living in heaven. If we're living in heaven, do you think God is going to give you a hard message? No. No, there's no devil there to tempt you. You understand? There's no fear there. There's no temptation there. You're free to worship the Lord the way you want. You're free to love him the way you want. Right now, you've got a flesh to deal with. You've got emotions that you've got to get under control. The devil is shooting fiery darts at you. That's what the shield of faith is there for. You're supposed to block those fiery darts. And if we tell you to do something, it's not because we've got control over you. It's not because we are bosses. It's because we are shepherds. And the things that we do and tell you to do, it's there to strengthen you. Because we know the devil is coming. You understand?
2: And a shepherd always knows more than the sheep.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's really good. The shepherd always knows more than the sheep. That might sound cliche, but it is so, so, so true.
2: Even Jesus says, I'm the good shepherd.
1: That's right. So when we're telling you to read your Bible in a year, and we're challenging you to do that. we actually not telling you to bow down and worship us. We're telling you to get to know your father.
0: No, we don't benefit from it.
1: Yeah. I'm not going to get anything out of it. But I tell you what's going to happen. Your relationship with him is going to deepen. Because you're going to get to know things about him. You're going to experience things. That's what happened with uh, Chantel. Chantel, I hope you don't mind me sharing this. But she had a moment with God one morning. She was spending time reading her Bible. I told her, Read your Bible. And she said, Okay. And she just spent time reading her Bible, and bam, he showed up, tears running down her face. That's what we want, because we want to get you to a place where you are strong. You see? I don't want you to be oblivious to the devil. I don't want you to be afraid of him. I'm not preaching fear, but I'm telling you now, I don't want you to be oblivious to the devil. And if you're not doing anything to strengthen your spirit, you are open up for an attack. You set yourself open mm-hmm. up for him to come up against you. Entrance yes. <laughs>
0: um, another area that we all have to look at is unrepented sin because it is yeah. a doorway for him to come in. And and ultimately, when you repent from it, you're changing your way from going in the opposite direction of what you were. Um, and, and you receive the forgiveness of the Father for that sin. And then the devil has no legal right mm, yeah. to bring that up to you yeah. at all because the Father has cleansed you of that. And that's what you've got to do on a regular basis is cleanse yourself of all unrighteousness. Yes. You know, you do something. I mean, we're not perfect. Yeah. That's why we have Jesus. And when you make a mistake, you own up to it. You repent for it. If you yeah. hurt someone, you repent for it. Ask for forgiveness. Let the Lord cleanse you, and you move forward. And the devil cannot touch you. Yeah,
1: thank you. That's actually spirit of God just warned me now uh, to to talk about sin. Don't think. <laughs> that you can play with sin and get away with it. Mm. Don't do that. You are very young. I don't care if you're 60. I don't care if you're 70. Don't touch sin. Don't touch darkness. If there is something that you are really struggling with, you are most welcome and don't ever be shy. You can come to me. You can come to Megan if you're a woman. If you're a male, you can come and speak to me. I will not judge you. I will not judge you. Because why? I understand what's really behind it. You know what? Uh, Flip over with me quickly to the book of Romans chapter 6. Father, we thank you so much for your presence. And we'll start in verse 1. When you're there, just let me know.
2: Amen.
1: <laughs> now, why are we talking about these things? If I don't, Satan's going to tempt you. Yes. He's there to get you weak. He's there for you to fall away. Like I told you, the Lord told me that someone was going to fall away. And it happened. It happened. And you know why? I'll just be plain straight with you. It's lust. All right, verse 1. You you, you can't play with sin, and you you certainly can't play with devils. Mm -mm. You cannot do that. Let's just fast forward quickly to the end of this chapter, Uh, verse 23. And I'm going to go back to verse 1. But I want this to stay in your mind. This is a reality, okay? Unfortunately, we have to preach about this stuff because people think they can play with their sins and it's okay and God's going to overlook it and everything's like that. that there, again, is a deception of the devil and you falling for it. Okay, verse 23. For the wages of sin is death. Oh, you get a payout. You get your paycheck. You play with sin, your paycheck is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Well, it's just a little white lie. It's a sin.
0: Yes.
1: It is a sin. Stop lying. Mm. No, it's just a little bit of, uh, I'm I'm just checking out that oak over there. You know, I'm just looking at that girl. I'm not doing anything with her. It's a sin. Yeah. You're playing with something that has been around here a lot longer than you. Well, yeah.
0: it says if you look at someone with lust in your eyes, yeah. you've committed adultery.
1: Yeah, you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, don't touch that stuff. If you've got a problem with it, don't run away from God, yeah. run to Him. Yes. You tell Him, I've got a problem. He, know, he knew you had a problem before you did it. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of stupid trying to hide from him. It's like Adam when he tried to hide in the garden. <laughs> really? You're going to hide from him. He says, you stand open and naked before me. Yes. You're not going to really get very far.
0: Nothing is hidden okay.
1: from him. Romans 6 verse 1. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God will just forgive me. That's what he's saying, yeah? Mm. Don't worry, I'll just repent later. Certainly not. That's what the Apostle Paul says. Shall we continue in sin so that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall we who died? to sin, live any longer in it? Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the father, even so we also should walk in newness of life this is something you're supposed to do you have been recreated in Christ Jesus that old man is crucified with him it's your job not his job it's your job to walk in the newness of life notice it doesn't say God is going to walk in the newness of life for you it's your job For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, this is something you're supposed to know. Knowing this, knowing what? That our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. You see, this is the problem. This is the deception that the church has. We can play with sin and you know there's grace for it. Mm-hmm. For how long? Yeah, for how long? For how long? You never know when the Lord is gonna come, when the is... That's it's right. And then you mm-hmm. in <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For how long? And yeah, he says <laughs> you think it's okay. To play in sin. Here's the reality. You are being deceived. Yes. Here's the reality. He was subtle with you and you fell for it. Yeah. Here's the reality. I will just repent later. God calls that. Being a slave. Or you can say it like this in our modern technology. I mean, in our current vernacular. You're going to be arrested and you're going to prison. That's what it is. You're willingly walking into a prison. You're putting cuffs on yourself. Mm. That's what you're doing. That's what God calls sin. Watch this. For he who has died has been freed from sin. He's talking about you. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him, knowing that Christ has been raised from the dead, dies no more. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death that he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. Likewise, you also, you reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin but be alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord therefore do not let sin reign in your mortal body that's your job you don't let sin reign in your mortal body that you should obey it in its lusts and do not present your members he's talking about your physical body don't present your body as instruments of unrighteousness to sin. But present yourself to God as being alive from the dead and your members, your body, as instruments of righteousness to God. Watch this. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. I think the church does not understand her position. The church does not understand that The church is already dead to sin. Mm -hmm. You're already free from it. You're not going to be free from it. You free from it right now. You see, but this is where the devil trips you up. The devil tells you, no, you're in bondage to this thing. And what does it ultimately do? Well, what happened to that person? The Lord said they're going to fall away. That's how it starts. And That's how serious now watch this. The rapture takes place tonight. That person staying behind. That person staying behind. Because you can't have your cake and eat it. People don't want to hear that. Mm. This is how deceptive sin is. Now here's the thing you don't have to put up with sin. You don't have to do it. You're already free. All you have to do is receive it. Accept what Jesus Christ has already done for you. Accept what he has provided for you. You know, when I'm telling you, I I said this to a bunch of believers like years ago. I said, you know, you don't have to sin. They they looked at me bug-eyed like I was crazy. I'm not telling you to live a perfect life. That's not what I'm telling you to do. But I'm telling you to heal your body. This is what Paul says. I didn't write this. Paul wrote this. He says you can do this. You see, we're still talking about the falling away of the church. And we're living in that age right now. Guess what? If we're living in that age right now, you are counted as a target. That's reality. And if you say, "Oh, that'll never happen to me,"
0: oh, that's very foolish to say. Right there, you've just made yourself a target.
1: I've got concern for you already. You should, you should be humble, and you should say, "I will keep myself on God." That should be your answer. Mm-hmm. But when you just say, "Oh, that that's," I'm not bothered with that 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 just won't happen to me. Yeah, I can tell you right now, that's going to happen to you. But we've got to live in a place of repentance all the time. Mm. We've got to live in a place where we judge ourselves all the time. We must do this. We've been preaching on the fear of the Lord. What does the scripture say about the fear of the Lord? The beginning of wisdom is to fear the Lord. Yes. What is what is fearing God? What is having reverential respect for Him? It's about hating sin. Yes. You must hate sin the way God hates sin. And obeying Him. Yeah. So when you when you get when you come to that place where you are tempted to sin, you've got to say, Lord help me. Don't run with it. Because look what has happened to this person. This person sat here with us crying tears. God has placed you in my life. And today they in sin, darkness fell away. And deceived and tried to deceive me. (laughs) That's how serious this gets. This is how serious this gets, and I'll tell you what, if we were to go back a couple of months or a year and talk to this person, you know what the first thing they would have probably said? That one happened to me. But I, I watched a little bit of sin here and a little bit of sin there, and what happens? You become numb to these things. And it just becomes easier and easier for you to sin.
0: And it does, and does exactly what it's meant to do, pull you away from the Lord.
1: That's the whole thing. People say to me, uh, how do I know if someone is committing adultery and, and stuff? You know, it's the dead giveaway for me. Because me being a minister, I've got this experience. I've met a lot of people and I've seen it. And I judge this. By the word of God, they always run away from the Lord. Always. They don't want to hear about God. They don't want to hear about the Bible, gospel music. They'll do everything in their power to get away from it. Mm. Why? They're feeling guilty. Because you just mention the Lord's name. His name is so holy, it starts affecting them. Yes, They want nothing to do with it. Or any type of sin. Yeah, I'm just using that as an example. But I'm saying in sin, in general. I've got a friend who was a believer. But he entertained sin. He liked alcohol. And it's drinking a little bit here and drinking a little bit there and drinking until what's what happens keeps him away from the lord and when i want to talk about god i uh, you, you know hey trev you know i'm not doing that stuff eh that's what that's the dead giveaway i've seen it time and time and time and time again so i always watch people when they start drifting then i know you talk you talk to them about the word, they get irritated, they don't want to hear that stuff. That to me is always a dead giveaway. They are entertaining darkness. Mm. And I'm bringing light. And what did Jesus say? The children loved darkness more than the light.
0: Because mm, they don't want the light to expose their sin.
1: That's it. Now, I'm going to be very straight honest with you. Sin is a temptation. Mm -hmm. Don't ever preach to people that it's not a temptation. Because the Bible calls it a temptation. You better call it a temptation. It's alluring.
0: It's designed that way.
1: It's designed that way. People think the devil comes with a red coat and a tail and horns
0: (laughs) and a (laughs) pitchfork.
1: Yeah, Yeah. he comes as attractive as possible Mm. if you got a problem with honey he's going to come with the most desirable bottled label and full of that honey and I'm telling you now you're going to trip up and you're going to fall for it so how do you stay away from this stuff you got to keep the whole armor of God on you've got to wear it what does that mean? When we're telling you, read your Bible, read it. Mm. We're telling you, listen, rather listen to gospel music. Yes. You know, it's not about the tones and so forth. It's about the lyrics. Yes. Those lyrics will edify you.
0: Mm. People don't realize you're, you're listening to secular music. That yes. stuff is ministering to you.
1: Yes, especially I'm talking about when we talk about secular music, I'm talking about, you know, this heathen stuff where they curse Mm. and that type of thing.
0: And the same with watching TV. You've got to be careful what you're watching because everything is ministering to you. Yeah,
1: because if it's not glorifying the Lord again, there's no eternal life in it. Yes. And you get used to death. You understand? So, like, my day starts off... With gospel music, mm. I listen to that stuff, and I, specifically the lyrics. Yes. I'm after the lyrics because it's there to edify me, and because I know the enemy's after me. The enemy wants to stop this ministry at all costs. I have seen it. I'm not oblivious to it. And I read, I read the Word because I want to stay sharp. I want to stay full, mm. and then I spend time communicating with Him. So I do not hang out in the world. You go and hang out in the world. You're making yourself weak. That's what you're doing. You're putting yourself out there and you're saying to Satan, come for me. Excel your fat. No, he's going to take you. He's going to take you for a ride. Um,
0: I just want to say like to add to what you're saying. um, What can you do? You know, to prepare yourself. Make simple changes. You like to listen to Radio Goa, switch over to Radio Kingfisher. You know, just make little changes going in the opposite direction. You like to watch series of movies, go and look for Christian movies and Christian series because you rather want to fill yourself up with light
1: yeah. instead
0: of all the stuff that's in these series. None yeah. of that stuff is, is good for you. Um you listen to a teaching. If you're riding to work, put a teaching on. Let that word minister to you. Uh, listen to gospel music. There's amazing songs out there. Yes, yes, um, yeah. and, and honestly, the one of the hardest things it is for people is look at your friends. Because yeah. who you hang around with yeah. is, it, like they say, like iron sharpens iron. Well, corrupt people corrupt people. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to have to make a decision and say these people are not... Um, they are not helping me move forward in my relationship with yeah. the Lord. You have to shrug them off because at the end of the day, you're going to stand before the Lord. You're not going to stand before them. They're not your judge. So And
1: they'll drop you oh, in a sure. heartbeat. I guarantee because you Because
0: people are not reliable. Let's face yeah. facts. We put too much, um, I don't want to like, say it in an nice way, we put too much faith in people and people disappoint. Yeah. They will. Unfortunately, it's how it is. We've all done it. We've all had it happen to us. But God never disappoints. So you put your trust in him. You follow him. Um, and you make him your best friend. So oh,
2: I wanted to say this earlier. Um, you know, when a person stops reading their word, mm. um, and the word is the sword of the spirit. Yes. It's like going to war without a gun.
0: Exactly. And
2: the, the enemy is all geared up mm-hmm. 24-7. Yeah. And imagine going onto the battleground. And you got nothing. Yeah. You, you don't have your armor on.
0: Yeah, it's stupid. You
2: don't have your, your weapon. Uh, the enemy is just going to flatten the person. Yeah,
0: and if you turn around and say, no, but God's going to protect me. Mm. Well, based on what?
2: Exactly. And, and
0: you know, I've had that experience where I've, for one or two days I haven't read my word. I can feel my spirit yeah. is empty. Mm. And then when you read the word, you can feel that like jolt of, of energy that comes yeah. in you. I mean, come on, I'd rather have that than listen to anything that's going to make me feel depleted.
1: Let me just add this, uh, 1 Corinthians 15, verse 33. Uh, You can just make a note of it, and I'm just going to read it here. I'm reading from the New King James Version specifically. It says, do not be deceived. Mm -hmm. Right there. That is a warning to us. Do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts. Good habits.
3: Yeah.
1: The King James says, Be not deceived. Evil communications corrupt good manners. You know how this person was corrupted? Evil communication. Yes. A person, watch this, a person who claims to be a Christian, but has got a personal issue With the body of Christ, always attacking spiritual leaders. And this person was talking in their ear all the time. Mm -hmm. Talking in their ear. Talking in their ear. And unfortunately, we watched it happen. We watched this whole thing go down and they fell away. Came as an angel of Light. light. Be careful. Be careful. I don't have friends that are sinners. Why? Because I'm not stupid. Bad communication corrupts good manners. Yes. You're playing with fire.
0: Mm-hmm. It's proven that if you hang around with someone who is rude and obnoxious and.
1: Gonna rub soft, off on you.
0: It, it does. You can't, you can't even deny it. You can't, you can't prove it. Otherwise, it's been proven over a period of time. It starts becoming the way you are, yeah. and you start behaving like that. You know, I'm um, sorry,
3: but uh, when you you said be careful with who you hang around with and so what, what, what. I every day, mm-hmm. almost literally every day. I remember about this. song. I actually know it mm-hmm. when we. Um, Primary school, new, new, Sunday school school we we, we um, they taught us the song um, be careful little eyes what you see yes be careful little eyes what you see there's a father up above yeah and down on you below so be careful little eyes and then be careful little ears what Watch you mean. hear be yes little mouth what you say and be careful little feet where you that's it. That's cool. <laughs> that's really good.
1: Casting Crowns has got a, a song I was like that. Say. Yeah, that's really cool. So uh what are we saying? We we're telling you to be a goody two shoes, no. no. We're telling you that there's a real devil out there. We're telling you that sin is real. We're telling you that he's deceptive, that he wants to tempt you, that he's after you. The whole thing is to make you weak. Be careful who you hang out with. You've got to be on God. Mm. You know, someone who's wearing the whole armor of God?
0: Can't be touched.
1: They they are... Invisible. I want to say they're at their post.
0: Oh, yes.
1: They're ready. They are at their post. We're living in a time now where there are going to be a lot of people that are going to fall away. And they're going to... Be tempted by sin. It's a reality. And the whole thing is this. The, the scripture says, like sin, it's eating stolen bread, it's nice. It's what Proverbs tells you. Mm. Don't tell people it's not nice. If it wasn't nice, you wouldn't be tempted. Exactly. Hello? It turns
2: to gravel.
1: You've got to be careful who you hang out with because you don't know if they are an angel of light coming as an angel of light. You've got to be careful. You've got to be careful, guys. You've got to keep yourself on God. OK. Unfortunately, um, like I said, it's this is not a message that's going to get you fired up and so forth. But this is also in the Bible. If so you, it,
2: it actually got me fired up. <laughs> if, I, 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 that's I'm good, excited to, to do what's right. Yeah, you know.
1: So so, what is the message? The message ultimately is walking in the fear of the Lord. Yeah, yeah. that's what it is. It's about putting God first. It's about repenting. Mm. Always repent. I don't care if you you let out a few flukwurde, okay. You don't. Run away from the Lord and feel guilty and all that and let that linger and linger. And I tell you what, afterwards you're going to
0: wanna run, team, every time you make
1: a little boo boo. You, you're going to um <laughs> want to swear even more and curse more people and so forth. And it's wow. gonna get worse and worse and worse. You've got to cut that off immediately. Mm-hmm. Recognize sin, judge sin on the spot. Yes. What what would you feel like if you walked into the throne room and the Lord himself had to swear at you? Let off a couple of swear words and say, Come here, young. Beep, beep, beep. Ah, It's so good to see you. Am I in the wrong place? (laughs) (laughs) You don't want to see him do that. Mm. So why do you think he wants to see you do that? Okay. So what am I saying? When you become sensitive to judging sin, you always in a place where your armor is on. If you if you tell a lie, cut it off right there and say, you know what? Don't be ashamed. Don't feel good and feel guilty about it. Say, you know what? I just told you a lie. I'm sorry. I should not have done that. Yeah. So I should not have done that. I lied. And I've got to quit this, man.
3: Sorry, um, Trevor.
1: Mm-hmm. In,
3: um, in the past, yeah. I'm still also in some um, some areas where I talk to people, and I do tell them. I... Now, you see, for me, it's difficult yeah. to tell a lie because I always, after I tell a lie, I think oh, that person's gonna, that person's gonna find out yes. afterwards. Oh yo. Oh, you know, I'm worried. Yes. So I have to tell the lie. No
0: matter what the coming
3: any I'm gonna did I say I might tell a lie? No, I'm asking. Yeah, did
1: did,
0: not, did I say so? Yes, but I knew oh. what you meant. Yeah, mean, yeah, you mean tell the truth. Yes. I i me any any But you know what it does? It builds confidence in who you are so yeah. people know they can trust you. So that's that's a good trait to have. Yeah. Um, can I just say something quickly? Yeah. Um you know, if we look at things like let's be honest, we know what's right and wrong. Yeah. We do know. And the amazing thing is God does not expect us to be one hundred percent perfect. Otherwise we wouldn't need Jesus, you know. Yeah. We've just gotta be in that place where we realise, Hey, I made a mistake and rectify it and move forward and leave it in the past. That's that's always that's all we can do every day is aim to be better than we were the day before. Treat people yeah. right. When we make a mistake, repent for it and work to not do the same thing again. Yeah. And you know, and like in, in the areas where people are struggling with um like you know issues that you need deliverance from. Yeah. Whatever the case may be. Um, it's so important to start speaking over yourself th- like and saying, Lord, thank you for delivering me from that. Yes. Thank you for delivering me. Even yeah. when you don't feel like you delivered from it, like start speaking your end result. Start speaking the person you want to see, the person you know God has um, trained you to be. Yeah. Um, I just think it's so important that we stop trying to be perfect, but we start living righteous lives. That's like, right. Just... Walking out what God has called us to do. If we make a mistake, we repent, we change our ways, and we move forward. We leave the past behind. Just keep going
1: forward. It's not about being a goody two shoes. No. It's all about sacrificing and and crucifying your flesh. That's what it's about. You don't want to dabble in sin. You're just not that strong enough. Without Jesus Christ, you're just not that strong enough to dabble in it and get away with it. Mm. It's not going to work, okay? And it's all about, at the end of the day, you're keeping yourself clean. When you keep yourself clean, you're in fellowship with God. Mm. The minute people sin, they're still Christians, but they break out of fellowship with the Lord. They're no longer having fellowship with Him.
0: Come right back immediately. Yeah,
1: run to him. He's already forgiven you.
0: He already knew you would do it.
1: Yeah, he's. there's no reason to feel ashamed. Mm. The whole thing is to come to a place where you are constantly judging sin on the spot. You don't want it in your life. And I tell you what, that stuff makes your faith, sin makes your faith feeble and it makes it weak. That's why a lot of Christians are wondering, oh, why is it taking so long, and so forth, and you know, where is God? Why is God not answering my prayers, and so forth? A lot of it, not all of it, yeah. a lot of the cases, a lot of the times, you are dealing in sin. Uh, will where, where you, will where you come up with that, brother? The Bible says, if you cover up sin, you will not prosper.
0: Yeah.
1: There you go. Okay.
0: And it doesn't matter how small that sin is.
1: Yeah, you will not prosper. You're covering up sin, you will not prosper. Okay? So all we, we're telling you is, you know, when you hear the sound of the trumpet, you've been faithful and you judge yourself and you're getting rid of that sin. The scripture says you won't be ashamed that he's coming. Yeah, mm. That's what it's all about, you know. And we just, again, back to Hebrews, we're just looking out for your soul. That's all. All right?
3: Sorry, can I say another thing? And another thing, what what nice is for me, ne? I can't tell you the truth. Yeah. I told you the other day. I told you I'm here, in, in, here inside. I'm like the other, and I'm outside. I'm in the world. Yes. Early, I told you I'm not a Christian. Yeah. And what what what? I, I can't tell you the truth. Because yes. You're not gonna judge
0: me. You don't judge me, and that is so lekker. <laughs> <laughs> Before we um, end off, I just want to, like, actually just want to give an open invitation to everyone.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, because of what's recently happened with this falling away situation, um, I find there are people who are pulling themselves away as well, distancing themselves. I rather want to open up, uh, like, a a doorway to communicate that if anyone feels that they have uh, questions, they've got issues, concerns, that they know that they can come to us anytime. there's anything that's worrying them or whatever the case may be, instead of pulling yourself away, come and talk to Trevor and I. So that's it.
1: It's because we understand how sin works. We understand there's an enemy. We're not going to judge you. We are out to get you free. And let me tell you something. You know what sin really is? It's an unrenewed mind. Yeah. That's all. You just don't know what you have a right to. You don't know what's already yours. And then you obviously out of guilt and shame, you hide it, you keep it secret and so forth. And you know what's going to happen? You're just going to go and do it again. Mm. Yes. Because that's what the guilt does. The guilt drives you to do it again. Yes. The guilt and the shame drive you to do it again and run away from the Lord. And um, we we don't want you to ultimately be left behind. Because the time that we're living in, it's very serious. All right? Shall we close? Yes. Let's close in a word of prayer. Father, we thank you that we are always ready to preach your word instant, in season, and out of season. I thank you for your precious Holy Spirit tonight. I thank you for always being there to help me, Lord God. And I thank you, Father, that you help us. I mean, Megan and I, you know, we prayed this for our partners last night. And we continue to pray it over them. Father, help all of us walk in the fear of the Lord. Help all of us hate sin the way you hate sin. And we appreciate that. Thank you, Lord, that this word will not return void, but it will prosper in the thing whereto you sent it. We love you, and we know that you love us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And remember, faith comes by hearing. So keep on hearing. So keep on hearing.
0: Hey, everyone. If you enjoyed today's podcast, Feel free to let us know by contacting us via our Telegram channel, Trevor van Vieren Ministries, or send us a message on our Facebook account. And if you liked what our ministry is doing, why not partner up with us and sow into God's vision, which is to bring a printed copy of our newspaper to every house in our city. All funds are used to increase the print run and reach more houses with the good news of Jesus Christ. You can sow via our website at www.thedailywitness.co.za. There you will find a tab called Sow Into A Vision. If you are inside of South Africa, you can use the option of Snapscan. You can download this app free of charge from Play Store or iTunes. If you are outside of South Africa, you can use our option of Give and Gain. We thank you for your faith and generous support. Remember, we love you and Jesus loves you.